0: to Love and Misery. Love and Misery is a podcast that examines famous and infamous couples throughout the ages. We're your hosts. I'm Clark Forte, and this is my co-host, the lovely and talented and very purposeful, I find.
1: (laughs) I don't know what purposeful means, but welcome, and please feel free to reach out to us and let us know how we're doing. Our email address is loveandmiserypodcast at gmail.com. And it's spelled out, not an ampersand. Also, if you're happy with our content, please tell a friend. That's how we grow in our listenership.
0: Absolutely. That's a hard
1: word to say, but go ahead.
0: And we're also now on Twitter. You can tweet at us.
1: Oh, tweet it.
0: At Forte underscore Clark. How about that? Sounds good. Okay. So this is kind of a departure like our last episode. Uh, We're focusing on just one person, but he had love and misery. He
1: did have love. And and he
0: had relationships. And so it was uh, maybe a a melding of all of these three things together. Melding. Melding. (laughs) Go ahead. Melting. Melding. I know. I'm just joking. Okay. Joking. No?
1: I get you. Okay.
0: (laughs) So the story. This is the the story. Yes. In my 90 plus years, I've lived a multitude of lives. In the course of these lives, I've had a front row seat for the birth of television. I wrote, produced, created, and developed more than hundred shows. Had nine on the air at the same time. Founded the 300,000 member liberal advocacy group. And then in parentheses, People for the American Way. I was labeled Quote, number one en- enemy of the American family by Jerry Faldwell. Mm. Made it into Richard Nixon's enemy list. Was presented with the National Medal of Arts by President Clinton. Purchased an original copy of the Declaration of Independence, an original copy. That's
1: cool. And toured. And
0: toured with it for 10 right. years in all 50 states. Blew a fortune in series of bad investments in failing businesses, and reached a point where I was informed we might have to sell our home. Having heard that we'd fallen into dire straits, my son-in-law phoned me and asked me how I was feeling. My answer was, terrible, of course. But then I added, but I must be crazy because despite all that's happened, I keep hearing this inner voice saying, even this I get to experience.
1: Mm, Right? That's an excerpt
0: from his book. He's currently 99 years old, and hopefully he's listening.
1: Uh, well.
0: And he is a very fascinating. Tweet.
1: We'll tweet at him. Go we ahead. will.
0: He is the very fascinating character, Norman Lear.
1: Very cool.
0: Norman Milton Lear was born in New Haven, Connecticut, on July twenty-seventh, 1922. And I'm a bit biased here because I'm also a cancer, and I'm partial to liking cancers, and most of the cancers that I know, born in July, I really liked. I think like they're you good... and
1: your son. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> me okay. and my son
0: and other people. And I think they're generally Aunt good Lori. people. Aunt Lori. Okay. Shout out. In fact, I can think of I can't think of any cancers I don't like. Kevin Bacon. Also a cancer.
1: I did not know that.
0: Hmm. You think he'd be doing so good if his name wasn't Bacon?
1: That's a good name, though, right? (laughs) That's a very good name. I mean, who doesn't like bacon?
0: Everybody likes, well, not everybody. I mean, not everybody. There are certain sects of people that don't necessarily like bacon. That
1: don't have, do not like pork. But in general. In general. If you like pork, bacon you like.
0: Most likely. Okay.
1: Okay. Go ahead. Maybe I have to cut that out. Is that weird? Nah, it's fine. Okay, go ahead.
0: He was a son of uh, Jeanette and Hyman Herman Lear. He was a traveling salesman. Lear grew up in a Jewish household in Connecticut. His mother was originally from the Ukraine, while his father's family was from Russia. When Lear was nine years old, his father went to prison for selling fake bonds, Mm. which gets you into a little bit of the father-son relationship here. Lear's thoughts of his father was of a, quote, rascal, and said that the character of Archie Bunker, was basically a depiction of him
1: wow okay
0: right um and it basically inspired that whole TV show because of him
1: because his mother's uh, inspired um Edith Bunker right yes okay
0: yeah so that's the kind of the dynamic he grew up in which <laughs> right? if you're familiar that'd be with pretty, the show that'd be pretty cool all in the family yes then you understand the characters we're talking about. Mm. Lear was said, the moment which inspired his lifetime for of advocacy was another event which he experienced at the age of nine. When he first came across an infamous anti-Semitic Catholic radio priest, Father Charles Coughlin. Mm. While tinkering with the crystal radio set, Lear also said, that he would hear more of Coughlin's radio sermons over time and found out that Coughlin would at times find different ways to promote anti-Semitism by also targeting people who Jews considered to be great heroes, such as U.S. President Franklin Roosevelt. Lear would go on to graduate from Weaver High School in Hartford, Connecticut in 1994 and subsequently attended Emerson College in Boston, but dropped out in 1942 to join the U.S. Army Air Forces. Lear enlisted in the United States Army in September of 1942. He served in the Mediterranean Theater as a radio operator and gunner on a Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress bomber. He was part of the 772nd Bomber Squad Operations Group of the 15th Air Force. He also described bombing Germany in the European Theater. Lear flew <laughs> 52 combat missions for which he was awarded the Air Medal with four oak leaf Clusters. Clear was discharged from the Army in 1945, and his fellow World War II crew members are featured in the books Crew Embargio by Daniel P. Carroll, who was a tail gunner, and also wrote the book 772nd Bomb Squadron, The Men, The Memories. So this is a guy who truly loved his country. Yep. Right. Who served his country. And served his country. Yes. And um, I mean, I still can't believe he purchased the uh, Declaration of Independence. Right. But that's, uh, that's pretty cool. After World War II, Lear had a career in public relations. The career choice was inspired by his Uncle Jack. He is stated as saying, my dad had a brother, Jack, who flipped me a quarter every time he saw me. He was a press agent, so I wanted to be a press agent. That's the only role model I had. So all I wanted was to grow up to be a guy who flipped a quarter to his nephew. (laughs) Lear decided to move to California to restart his career in publicity. That's... I think everybody needs one of those uncles.
1: I know, right? <laughs> you
0: know? What did we just saw a movie where the guy's like, um, that Ben Affleck, that new Ben Affleck movie that we just saw, where he's like, everybody need, needed a, a an uncle like this guy because he, he basically, remember, he gave him the car. To take you under your wing. To take him under but his wing. Teach him how to called? be a man. It was called, um, I'm not going to able to pull
1: it. But he need okay, but he needed that nephew or that uncle because... His father was not, not in the
0: picture. So Sounds a lot familiar. of people
1: okay, but we're hoping a lot of people have their fathers in the
0: picture. Of course. But I'm just but saying a, how it relates to this story.
1: Or an aunt is a that type of role is very important.
0: I think so. Even if you have it very can be solid, very influential. Even
1: if you have very solid parents. Right. Because it's someone that's not your parent. That right. can give you some guidance that you're like, oh, I might be more apt to take guidance from someone who's not my parent because, you know, your parents are like, oh, totally lame.
0: I know how that feels.
1: Me too. Trust
0: me. <laughs> I mean, I just, well, just examples, you know. Totally. Uh, oh, mom. Being an assistant coach. Mom, you don't know. He's not going to listen to me, me, but he'll listen to the other guy me. who's not related to him, who is the coach. Right.
1: So. My mom's this, my mom's that. Trust me. I feel it.
0: Yeah. It makes too. me
1: sad. Okay. But anyway, so sidebar.
0: That's a sidebar. So he drove out to California with his daughter. Um, his first night in Los Angeles, Lear stumbled upon a production of Bernard Shaw's Major Barbara. It was a small theater, about 90 seats or so, called the Circle Theater. It's just off of Sunset Boulevard. One of the actors in the play was Sidney Chaplin. Who was the son of actor Charlie Chaplin? And wow. yeah. Okay. Chaplin, Alan Mowbray, and Dame Gladys Cooper <laughs> sat in front yeah. of him. <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> and after the you show was over, Chaplin performed. Um, I assuming Charlie Chaplin.
1: No. Yes. Oh, you think okay, Charlie
0: Chaplin. Okay. Yeah. This led Lear to hooking up with the young comedy writer named Ed Simmons who was married to the first cousin his first cousin and also living in Los Angeles It's kind of convoluted sentence but basically okay. he kind of he saw this production kind of fell in love with live acting and you know just performance mm-hmm. he got this cool performance from Chaplin afterwards and then shortly after he hooks up with his cousin and his cousin's uh, husband, and lo and behold, he's he's writing scripts. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So throughout nineteen the nineteen fifties, Lear and Simmons turn out comedy sketches for television appearances for Martin and Lewis, hmm. Rowan Martin, or Rowan and Martin from, from like <laughs> you know, the Rowan and Martin Laughing Right Show, and others. They frequently wrote. For Martin and Lewis, when they appeared on the Colgate Comedy Hour. Now, if you remember that, you're much older than we are. I do not remember that. <laughs> it came out what, way you before said that, we I did.
1: Thought, oh Lord, I hope you don't. I don't remember that. No,
0: no. I re- I remember seeing clips from, you know, years ago, but um, from the
1: Colgate Comedy
0: right. Hour. Okay. Yeah, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Right. Okay. That's
1: high. That's pretty good though.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and so in an article in 1953 from Billboard's magazine, stated that Lear and Simmons were guaranteed a record-breaking fifty-two thousand each to write for five additional episodes to appear on the same show, the Colgate Comedy Hour.
1: Wow, and you know what? uh, What I understand in 2021, yes, money in money that comes to roughly. $541,000. $541,000.
0: In money? <laughs> <laughs> in dollars? In 20,
1: did I say money? In 2021 money. Like in 2021 money or dollars. Yes, I can say money.
0: No, it's all spent the same. Uh, <laughs> so again, $400. Okay. i am sorry. How much was that again?
1: Five. Are you messing with me? No. $541,000. That's so a lot. No, well, because they... They had said they were, were getting fifty-two thousand each, each, but now it would be five hundred and forty-one thousand dollars
0: each. Each. That's a lot is, of money. Yes, for five it is. episodes, a million dollars between doubt. the two of them.
1: Uh five episodes. I know how to do the math. Over a hundred thousand dollars an episode. That, I could do that. I'm gonna write an episode right now.
0: That's just good. I'm math not getting a hundred thousand
1: dollars. I could write one of these episodes for our podcast. So I'm not getting any money.
0: Uh, I'm not paying anything. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. (laughs) Keep going.
0: In a 2015 (laughs) interview with Vanity Magazine, Lear said that Jerry Lewis had hired him and Simmons to become writers for the Martin and Lewis show for three weeks before the comedy duo made their first appearance on the show. Lear also acknowledged that in 1986 that he and Simmons were the main writers for the show for three years. I mean, think about it. They were they were just getting paid that for five episodes. Yeah. That show went on for years. Yep. This is the the crux of what became, you know, his fortune, right? And him be able to produce and create his own television shows. Yep. Which is which is pretty amazing. Okay. Cut to nineteen fifty-four. Lear was enlisted as a writer hoping to salvage a new sitcom on cbs called honestly celeste which starred this actor celeste holm but the program was canceled after eight episodes during this time he also became a producer on an nbc short-lived martha ray show you know the fresh mouth the
1: fresh mouth oh yeah martha ray oh everyone knows (laughs) her.
0: and i mean it was still 26 episodes though even though they call it short-lived back then like, nowadays, we get, like, 13 episodes, and that's, like... That's big. That's a... Yep. That's a, a year. A season, right? or, a season a full, or A season, half yeah. a season. So this thing lasted probably at least a year. Yep. Or a half a year, I don't know. Lear also wrote some of the opening monologues for the Tennessee Ernie Ford Show, which aired from 1956 to 1961. In 1959, Lear created his first television series, a half-hour western, for review studios called the deputy and it starred henry fonda Mm, how about that yeah so he started out as this comedy writer but then he started to kind of evolve into other things he wrote this you know western on tv and produced and and directed he would later go on to write and direct a comedy called divorce american style okay in 1967 he also directed a film called cold turkey both of these starred Dick Van Dyke. If you remember Dick Van yep, Dyke.
1: Definitely. From the
0: Dick Van Dyke Who show. doesn't? After that, Lear tried to sell a concept for a sitcom about a blue-collar American family on ABC. And they rejected that show after two, the two pilots were taped. The pilots' names were Justice for All in 1968, and Those Were the Days in 1969. Mm-hmm. After a third pilot was taped, CBS picked up the show. Known as All in the Family. That's right. That's and it premiered.
1: That was the those were the days.
0: Those were the days. Okay. And for those of you that know All in the Family, this was the stereotype stereotype of his dad, right? So Archie Bunker. Go ahead.
1: We're going to start talking about the misery because this is Love and Misery. But go ahead. Yeah, his dad.
0: Well, he he saw his dad as a rascal, and really, I didn't kind of dive into his dad. Too much but his dad was uh, always looking for an angle right he was one of these guys that didn't really want to work he wanted to scam the system somehow that he ended up in jail um he didn't really grow up with the father which is why he was grateful to have his uncle around to kind of be more of yes, a role and model, model and this fo- and that and kind of fo- teach him how to be a man right okay.
1: but what about Bigotry and stuff, no?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. If if you guys know Archie Bunker and All in the Family, yeah, it's set around a a meek uh mother figure, a father figure that's over the top, total bigot, total hey, my way or the highway pal kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And he lives in a small house with his sexist, of course, sexist, racist, whatever. He lives in all, a house. All of the above. All of the above. So in,
1: there's the misery, right? That hit. That yeah, was his life. That, that was his, his reality. Li- well, and he and was. So he's writing about it, though.
0: And it probably had some catharsis to it because he's sure. writing it yes. and he's putting it on the air and yeah. he's probably it's probably helping his psyche. That's right? what I
1: think. And and I mean, at some points there were some.
0: There were no. There were definitely some some big breakthroughs moments in in the move the, in in. there are definitely some great big moments in the show you know he had the the black neighbors move in which later on becomes the jeffersons spoiler alert i mean this has all happened yes 40 50 years ago but also you know just vietnam protesters and stuff like that and you know but
1: i think it also showed that his father in his in his show that his father was able to kind of grow
0: Did Archie Bunker grow? Really? They they also brought out, I remember, because we saw a documentary on Norman Lear. We saw that they brought out like homosexuality and things like that. He's talking about.
1: slowly, yes, he slowly opened his mind. No? eh, Yeah, a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe Maybe a little. Maybe
0: a little. But like, you know, I remember they were showing this one episode where one of his quote unquote, you know, macho buddies buddies who he worked construction with or whatever was, you know, Not one of those guys. And the and he's like, Archie, what are you talking about? (laughs) Of course. You know, and and he's like, What? You know, and he couldn't wrap his mind around it. Right. And then you have his daughter living in the house and his daughter's uh husband, so his son-in-law, right? Who's this these liberal,
1: very liberal, you know,
0: I mean, definitely considered uh left winger you know, ideology and, and, and yeah. ideals and things like that. And it was just, uh, all in all, it was a wonderful show. It was a great show.
1: But I, <laughs> it but was I think a, It was that a sitcom. But what we're but saying, was, that the, because we have to tie in the misery- Yes. Is that his father was a challenging personality? Is that, of course, I mean, a good of course way to say he, it?
0: He, lived, he grew up not even with his in his mom's home. He had they They pushed him off to- The aunt and the uncle, and he—he never had a stable home growing up. It wasn't until he created his own home that he had kind of a stable home. And of course, so
1: there's the misery.
0: Of yeah, very much so. But a
1: lot of his characters were based on his family, or maybe what he wanted his family to be, or what he expected, or things. Yeah, or like a broader sense of his family,
0: right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you you see this theme over and over again. Right. And like I said, Don't this you think this man
1: that's a lot of what people write about too.
0: Yeah. What you know. What you know. Right. And you and might you, take liberties. And of course. But okay. And what you might want to see, right? And what you might yeah. want to change. True. And you know, if you listen to our last episode, I talked about hearing Norman Lear on a podcast a couple of years ago, and he's like, Yeah, you know, my thoughts from my seventies changed. In, from my 90s, I was still—he was still kind of evolving, still yes, kind of growing, which was and still cool. kind of like trying to figure out who he was mm-hmm. as—and and
1: which is crazy. If I mean, you think once you're like 70, you're like, oh, I'm pretty much set, in my, set ways. in my ways. But the fact that he's open to still changing and whatever, right? It gives someone like us hope.
0: I'm not 70.
1: I, but I no hope
0: kidding. I'm still I evolving. I, I hope I'm still changing. Hope well, I'm still growing and learning as a person. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay.
1: And I'm also not 70.
0: <laughs> not no not even doubt. close. Not even Thank
1: close. Thank you. Not even close.
0: <laughs> okay, so it aired the first airing was in uh January of 1971, to of course disappointing ratings, but it took home several Emmy Awards for outstanding mm-hmm. comedy series. And so that tells me that the critics saw value in it, right? The show did very well in summer reruns, and it flourished in the 1971-72 season, becoming the top-rated show for the next five years.
1: Five years?
0: Five years. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean,
1: I probably watched all of them in reruns, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I watched them in reruns. Yeah. I was, what, very young. <laughs> I'm not going to give my age we won't away. won't say
1: how, yes. So. Right. Definitely, maybe, maybe I
0: wasn't even born. Definitely, at that
1: re- time. What are you saying with me. That, that would be funny? strange. It would be really, I think I wasn't even born. I wasn't even a Definitely thought. Definitely ca-
0: caught some reruns
1: though. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay.
0: Okay. So after <laughs> okay. falling from the number one spot, All in the Family still remained in the top 10, later on transitioning into Archie Bunker's Place. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, it- in reruns, but it wasn't as good. <laughs>
0: No, I it was about him was owning a bar. A bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do remember it, which I is, do. I'm really sad. I don't I'm remember it, right
0: any now. episodes that kind of stood out.
1: No, I don't think it was, it didn't no. really do very well. No, did it, it says,
0: it says Lear's, yeah, no, it didn't do very well. No. It, it did okay, but it didn't have the same elements of the original. Yeah. It wasn't that, as controversial. Sharp, it wasn't as edgy.
1: Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: No. So um, Lear's second big sitcom TV sitcom was Sanford and
1: na. All right. I'm so embarrassed that we both started singing that again. Maybe reruns. Go
0: ahead. Yeah, reruns on this one as well. It was based on a British sitcom called Step, Toe and Son. Oh. About a West London junk dealer and his son.
1: I did not know that until you did this
0: excellent research oh it's it was massive let me tell you <laughs> um lear had changed the setting to watts you know a section of los angeles yeah. and the characters to african-american
1: yep and the show was an instant hit right yeah and numerous hit shows followed thereafter
0: including
1: including Maud, nice the jeffersons and um they were actually Maud and the jeffersons were both spinoffs of all in the family yeah yeah uh one day at a time we will not sing that don't i know you're thinking singing it we're not gonna do it and good times oh I, good times. which was I remember a spinoff coming,
0: of mod which i had no idea
1: i didn't realize that until your excellent research but i remember coming home from school and watching um good times after school nice yeah i'm i don't, it wasn't reruns i think but anyway. <laughs>
0: It could have, been. Okay. could have been. I don't know. What most of Lear's sitcoms had in common is that they were shot on videotape in place of film. Okay. And they used a studio audience.
1: A live studio live, audience. Live, yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: Not a dead one. And <laughs> Wow. And dealt with social and political issues of the day.
1: Yes. Yes. I remember that. So, Maude uh, is generally considered to be based on Lear's second wife, Frances. Interesting. Yes. Um, Something that she herself claimed right
0: yeah you know and mod mod was very controversial this is a very strong woman even the daughter um played by adrian barbeau yeah what was what's her, her name? name corinne no no that's that from Soap. soap.
1: <laughs> that was too a many, good show too many so- sitcoms soap was a good it was okay it was that's for another podcast
0: no but that kind of bleeds into the next thing but adrian. okay yeah so it, it was taken off the air certain episodes because it right. dealt with some very controversial things like Correct. abortion. Um, and
1: why did you have to say it like that? Well, cause uh, it's a podcast. I know it was the, it's it the was, truth that was taken off the air in certain, in certain, certain areas, certain
0: markets of the country
1: say. because it dealt with abortion.
0: And we got clarification today that oh.
1: your grandfather oh yeah,
0: was not happy about that episode. Nope. No, he was, uh, I don't Um, know if he wrote a letter to the uh, TV station, but he was not very happy. Yes, I am not surprised. No, it was a different generation, two generations Mm -hmm. ago, right? Yeah. So one thing I want to bring up here is that back in the 70s and the 80s, these theme songs would have, it would basically be the setup to the main story. They would literally tell you what was going on and what you were about to watch. Correct. A couple sitcoms come to mind. Gilgan's Island.
1: Yes. And I don't want to sing it, but it does. It tells you the whole story, it tells you the whole setup. And it says it actually says we're here to, uh, you know, blah, 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 yeah. Set up. Yeah. Gives you all the characters, a camp, yeah. says they
0: go out on a, on a, on on a tour, a, right? A three hour tour.
1: Right. A three hour tour. And, <laughs> and it, so it tells you the whole story. Right. You they don't even have to. Yes.
0: Yeah. The whole thing. Brady Bunch was another one. Yes. Here's a story
1: you know. of a lovely, lovely lady. But anyway, we right. won't go there. But what you're right. Beverly Except- Hillbillies. I'm just oh, thr- yes. spitballing some. Right. And, and we were talking nothing about nothing else this. has that now.
0: Well, and, right. But we were talking about this. And what did our son say? Who's another generation behind us? He said, Charles in Charge.
1: Oh, my gosh. Right. right? He he's never like, saw that. No, he did. Well, in reruns. In, in reruns. Well, reruns. Well, we saw but these yeah, you're reruns. Right. And yeah, he's like, true. yeah, they
0: kind of give you the he whole. He said, just
1: like Charles in Charge. That was today. That was today. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: Very topical. Well, let's just say that Mr. Lear didn't stray from this formula with his biggest hits. Right. Maud.
1: The Jeffersons.
0: Good times. Yep. Definitely followed this pattern. Right. And? We put together a little medley.
1: Don't mind if we do. So we apologize ahead of time for our lack of talent. For what you're about talent. to hear. <laughs> But
0: we tried. Well, well we're moving, moving on, on up to the, the east side. side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. We're moving on up to the east side. We finally got a piece of the pie. Good times, anytime you need a payment. Good times, anytime you need a friend. Keeping your head above water, making a way where you can. Temporary layoffs, good times easy credit ripoffs good times scratching and surviving good times ain't we lucky we got em? good times
1: and then there's mod and then there's mod and then there's mod and then there's mod right on mod a little flat, <laughs> I don't
0: think so. I, thought that I was think I'm good. a little
1: flat, but okay, fine. Ah, uh, you're fine. All right, I, t- I try I tell it you again. No, because you know what? Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> trying to hurt me now.
1: Um, <clears throat> I think that Norman Lear would not be thrilled with our renditions. Do you?
0: I, I think he'd be happy that we at least tried.
1: Oh, you think he really? Well, I mean, Do you think he really uh, would?
0: Yeah.
1: Easy, rip off. I mean, do you we think we butchered he'd, the last, we the butchered, middle. no, we butchered most of it. <laughs> do you think Norman Lear would be like, oh, this is flattering <laughs> that we're still talking about these shows that are off of, you know, I mean, they're off. They're not being played hey, anymore. Norm,
0: Norman Lear is uh what? do you he, think
1: so? Yeah, he's I need to shout I, out I to think him.
0: he's a very, you know, thoughtful man. Okay. And I think he's all right. If he was to listen to this for any reason whatsoever.
1: Please, Norman Lear, listen to it.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll tweet it's, it at him and it's see. More of a, I mean,
1: we're we're doing this as like a, an homage. Really? Not trying to trash it, but no. our just, our just skill is not that good.
0: No, these, these, <laughs> no, these shows
1: <laughs> were awesome.
0: We're part of our backbone, right? Shaping what we, how we thought.
1: I mean, no, but honestly, Seriously. I remember coming home from school, like hurrying up so that I could get home so I could watch wa- <laughs> so that I could watch good times Hurrying, wha- hurrying
0: or what's happening.
1: Well, yeah, but good times. I remember. Ooh, I remember more. You're going to get it. No, good. talking about good we're talking about good times we're talking about good times
0: but what he also did what's happening
1: he did yes he did a ton of stuff d d and i love d (laughs) the sarcastic sister yes right no but i remember oh Raj, i remember seriously hurrying home from school to watch this i know so it's a part of my yeah it's a part of
0: yeah it's a part of my life
1: and i'm not trying to like make it terrible by our horrible singing but it was but right
0: well we could try it over
1: uh, i don't it's done, know. maybe done. we could later i'm tired
0: i can't uh, do I'm, it i'm cutting us off in 2000 the norman lear center was dedicated at the usc annenberg school of communication okay. and in 2001 lynn who is norman lear's uh wife at the time uh and Norman purchased one of the few surviving original copies of the Declaration of Independence.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: I thought that was That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. During the next decade, they owned it and they shared it with the American people by touring it to all 50 states. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I would do that. You would?
1: Yes. If we own something super cool, I'd I'd bring it around.
0: I wonder if we flipped it over and saw a map on the back. What? <laughs> you know, like in that Nicolas Cage movie.
1: Okay. All right. Forget it. You're really going off on a tangent, and we just need to get this. We need to get through our podcast today here. Okay. okay.
0: So, um, but I do
1: think it's pretty cool. We should find something like that so that when we're retired, we can go and share it around the States. Okay. Okay. Let's figure it we're out. We're going to travel I, I something know. around the States and well, show. We could rent, uh, rent an RV.
0: Oh, that sounds fancy.
1: And go around the states? I don't know.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Well, All let's right.
0: see. Well, let's, let's figure something okay. out. It's a thought. Okay. So uh, at the same time, Lear um, launched Declare Yourself, which was a nonpartisan youth voter initiative that registered over 4 million new young voters in the years 2004, 2006, and 2008.
1: That's very cool.
0: Right. I mean, he was yep. a real real good american right
1: yes yeah because you if you live in the u.s and you are of age and you have the right to vote you should vote i agree or don't complain
0: right yeah if you're not voting you can't complain that's for sure you can but it's not great well i mean you
1: should you yes that's your that's your right to vote exercise your right to vote okay keep going
0: At the presidential, is
1: this is turned into a PSA for some reason. I, but I don't okay, know. Sorry, You're, my my bad.
0: I will try not Keep to trip quiet. on your soapbox when I'm okay. walking out of the room. <laughs> At the presidential inauguration in 2009, "Declare Yourself" premiered, BornAgainAmerican.org, dot org, featuring an inspiring music video that has been viewed by millions across the country as part of an ongoing drive to promote active and thoughtful citizenship.
1: I've never heard of it, but okay. Well, maybe we should look it up. I know. Maybe we should have looked it up. I I should have looked it up when you gave me this script, but I did not. Okay.
0: Uh, Lear in 2000, jumping ahead, Lear in 2017 was a Kennedy Center honoree. And he was also a recipient of the Peabody Lifetime Achievement Award in 2016. And the National Medal. He he got the National Medal of the Arts in 1999. Wow. Yeah, he he also was honored <laughs> by the International Platform Association for the Writers Guild of America in 1977, and is a proud member of the first group of seven inductees to the Television Academy Hall of Fame in 1984. Wow. Yeah, I mean, pretty accomplished. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, he's had an amazing career. He has. And he's been recognized.
0: As you'll see. As we'll see. Many times over.
1: Okay. President Clinton bestowed the National Medal of Arts on Lear in 1999, and he noted that Norman Lear has held up a mirror to American society and changed the way we look at it. Um, Wow, that's huge. And it's actually really true if you look at his body of work. He also won six primetime Emmys and a Golden Globe and the 2021 Carol Burnett Award for Achievement in Television. So on a personal level, Norman Lear was married three times, and he is currently married to Lynn Davis Lear, and they reside in L.A. He has six children, Ellen, Kate, Maggie, Benjamin, Brianna, and Madeline, and he has four grandchildren. Wow, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So good for him. And then there's some interesting facts. I'm going to hand it over, hand the baton over to you for the interesting facts.
0: Interesting facts about Norman Lear. He has won as you said, six Primetime Emmy Awards, but was nominated 16 times. His works are considered groundbreaking because he did not shy away from the issues that were controversial at the time, including premarital sex, bigotry, abortion, misogyny, and homosexuality.
1: He did. He he covered... No, I know. This is in the 70s,
0: mostly, and 80s. A
1: lot of things that would... Yes, that no one would cover because they wouldn't be you know, television uh, appropriate or television ready or something, but it, it gets people talking and it, it really can change the narrative. So I, I think that's great.
0: Absolutely. At one point he had nine running television shows at the same time.
1: Oh my gosh. And
0: recorded and aired over 700 hours of film. Wow. That's extensive. I mean, that's, that's pretty and amazing.
1: A busy guy. <laughs> Yeah,
0: he was pretty busy. He was still busy. Um, Lear won an American Legion oratory scholarship to in order to go to college. That's how we get paid for college. He yeah. won this scholarship. And as a Jewish person, he spoke out about the U.S. Um, Constitution's importance to minorities, foreshadowing his future interest in inclusion and defense of the United States Constitution. Very
1: cool. And then he ended up Buying,
0: buying the Declaration of Independence,
1: and right. I mean, that's pretty neat. Nice. That's like A to Z for him.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, and that's cool. That the, my next interesting oh, fact is yes, he did sorry. buy no. the Declaration of Independence right. for eight point one million dollars. Eight
1: point one million dollars, but he, and what he did with it was shared it.
0: Shared which we it. We already talked about Yeah, but yes. His first choice for Archie Bunker was Mickey Rooney. <laughs> I could see I that know. though. I mean, he's kind of uh, similar to Carol uh, Connor, right? No.
1: I don't know. I can't I can't picture can't anyone else.
0: Mickey Rooney being his ornery, right? I
1: Well, I, no, I can see him being ornery, but I just can't <laughs> see anyone else like Archie Bunker. Okay. I don't know.
0: Yeah. but He knocked it out of the park. Yeah. But that's really all I have on Norman Lear. What? Now it's practically done here. Okay. So we'll continue our series next time with Justinian and Theodora.
1: Wow. Even just the names are fancy.
0: Well, and I'll give you just a little sneak preview. Okay. In the 6th century... This was quite a power couple. She was born to a father who was a bear keeper for the circus, not a beekeeper, (laughs) a bear keeper. Like, (laughs) right. And he was born on a farm and they rose to power in the sixth century.
1: Okay. I'm really going to have to do some research and learning because I don't even know them.
0: Well, get to know them. I'm
1: going to get to know them. And honestly, right now you really had me, you had me at bear keeper. (laughs) It's like you had me at hello. Right. No, bear keeper.
0: Please be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast and give us feedback and suggestions at love and misery podcast at gmail.com. Now you can also find us on Facebook under Clark Forte, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <He> almost forgot. <laughs>
0: no, I was thinking at Clark Twitter at
1: dot dot dot. It's Clark Forte. Clark Forte
0: on, with an e on at the end. Facebook and yes, Forte, Twitter. Our name is an at sign. You know,
1: Forte means long. I know that. That's a great name.
0: We're also on Twitter. Yes, at sign Forte underscore Clark. That's what I was confusing. Um, Thanks again for listening. And just some quick acknowledgments: Wikipedia.com, as always, great wealth of information on the wiki. CNN.com, today.emerson.edu, meTV.com. MeTV. (laughs) (laughs) And NormanLear.com.
1: There's a NormanLear.com? Yes. I would aspire to have a MindyForte.com.
0: I could make that happen for you, I think.
1: That would be... But there'd be not that much. <laughs> it
0: wouldn't be put a lot there. of content there. No, it there. would not
1: be... The content A link to this podcast, maybe. Wow. that's amazing <laughs> stuff. Oh, do right. we want to give a shout out to anyone? What about... Who's our main listeners that we've... You know what's been prob- a problem? I tell people, hey, you'll get a shout out if you're a big listener.
0: Well, who is your friend that you talked to this, today? Who's that? What did I talk to today? The, the gentleman that was giving us ideas to oh
1: richard do you think Richard. richard oh my gosh yes okay richard uh okay so i will have to let richard know that he has to listen to the whole podcast and he will get a shout out excellent yes okay
0: all right i think we're gonna end it here thank you for listening thank you bye
1: bye